Hello, and once again, thank you for joining us for the Crossroads Baptist Church radio and podcast ministry. My name is Pastor Jeffrey Lynn, and today we are going to be back in the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms in your Bible. I hope you have a King James Bible to follow along with us. If not, that's fine. We'll read all the passages and all the verses for you. We want to never take for granted the fact that we have the Word of God. If you're an English-speaking person, we have God's very word in our language in the King James Bible. Not everybody has that. There's 7,000 plus languages on this earth that still have no Bible in their native tongue. And uh, But that's not the topic today. The topic today is Psalm 2. And so if you are blessed enough to have the word of God available to you, open it up to Psalm 2. If not, uh, then uh, we can uh, we'll follow along as we read together. We'll read through the entirety of the psalm. And then we'll go back and make some comments after we pray. The Bible says, Why do the heathen rage? And why do people, uh, the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set up my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. As of me, I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession." Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we can study it together. Lord, we pray, please bless our time together this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in Psalm chapter 2, or the second psalm, if for those of you who are particular about that, uh, in the second psalm we find very many things. Um, it would take too much time, more time than we have to talk about all of them. Uh, but right from the very first verse, I, I hope that you can discern and see how the Word of God needs no updates. It is it is right here with the time. It is an up-to-date book. It is uh, it is modern issues being discussed. I mean, from verse 1, why do the heathen rage? I mean, if you could not think of, I mean, if you just, you just look on the TV for five minutes and you'll see somebody who's angry, somebody who's raging. We've seen over the last few years, so much rioting, so much uh, disunity among in, in our nation uh, as Americans. We have seen so much rage, and I know it comes from both sides of you know whatever aisle you find yourself split down. Uh, but but we see a lot of times the rage. We really could see could say from this verse, the heathen are the ones raging. The heathen are raging. We think about uh, recently Roe versus Wade being overturned and, and the rage and the fury of people who wanted to murder their children. And and so I think about things like that when we start with Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Um, and then you continue reading, The kings of the earth sent themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord 
and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Essentially, the idea is these people, these heathens and these rulers and these elites get together and, and they conspire against the Lord and the Lord's people in saying that we need to break their bands from us. There's this idea, there's this false philosophy out there that the, that people think that because I am a Christian and I have Christian values and beliefs that they are somehow... Uh, they are somehow worse off because I exist, because I have my opinions and my beliefs and my convictions based out of the Word of God. It's called conviction. And if you've ever been a outspoken, uh, unashamed Christian in a public setting, whether it be school or work, you know that just being there, just being there and, and holding to your Christian faith and Christian values can cause trouble. People can be, it's like there's just something about the presence of a Christian, of a Bible-believing Christian, who's not afraid to sit there on their break and read the Bible in front of people, who's not afraid to pray in front of people or with people, and and some people, it bothers them. And they can't tell you why, but it it just bothers them. They, They feel like they're just... Oh, they're just restricted. They feel this conviction and they don't know what it is and they just don't like it. And so the idea is we're going to cast away God. We're going to cast away everything that the word of God says about righteousness because we don't want to be bound. And that's the lie that they tell young people is, you know, if you just get away from your religious parents, if you just get away from your church and just go live in the world, you'll be free. What they don't tell you is that you're, you may be freeing yourselves from the so-called bondage of the word of God, but you're enslaving yourself to sin. And sin is a far more cruel master than the Lord Jesus Christ. Sin leads to death, the Bible tells us in the book of James. And, and so we have two options in this life. We really do. We can either be servants of Christ and righteousness or servants of sin and Satan. And uh, there is one option that is far better than the other there. And so we see the the Psalm 2 very modern and up-to-date with what's going on in our nation and our culture today. The heathen are raging. They're, they're conspiring against the Christians, saying, we need to break your bands from off of us uh, as though we could control them anyways. Uh, I'm the pastor of an independent fundamental Baptist church where, where we sing the hymns and we use the King James Bible. We are one of those groups that people falsely claim are cult-like because our women tend to be modest and, and we tend to have you know these standards in our lives and in our practices and we use only the King James Bible and we have the hymns and people think that, oh, they're, an, they're a cult, they're controlling people. I can tell you from experience, we preach the word of God, we do not have control over you. You do not have control over what is done, much less in the world, but even in our own, in the members of our own churches. We don't control people. Uh, we hope that the Word of God will lead them in the right direction and that they'll be able to control themselves. But uh, it's funny how, you know, the world has this false idea that, oh, you're controlling and you're doing all these things when it comes to religion and standards and Bible uh, righteousness. The truth is, I don't have control over anybody. Uh, The Word of God is the thing that we need to submit ourselves to, but even the Word of God does not exert power to control your life unless you allow it. Uh, And so here we have this admonition of, of of the times today, the heathen raging, the people trying to break the bonds of, of so-called religion off of them. And, and so I want to go down with the time we have left and we're going to skip over a few of these verses um, but the, the end admonishment here 
starting in verse number 10, Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So we have we have this warning, right? We have this, you need to stop fighting God and start serving God. You need to you need to serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Now, of course, the word fear, some places in your Bible, it's it's more of a reference to respect and authority. Some places are more in your Bible, it's exactly how we use the word fear today. I would say here it's a mixture of both. We need to have a proper understanding of who it is that we serve. We had we need to have a godly fear and respect for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ, in John chapter 1 and in Genesis 1, we find the Lord Jesus Christ took part in creation. We are talking about creator God, the one whose, whose earth, the earth is his footstool and the heaven is dwelling place. And so we need to serve him, but we need to serve him understanding the power that he has and the authority that he has and who he is. Now, is he loving? Yes. Is he gracious? Yes. Is he merciful? Absolutely. He is so many of these things, but he is also wrathful. He is also jealous. He is also vengeful and, and, and all these other things. And, and he's not sinful in any of those things. And he is righteous and he is just. And a just judge needs to punish sin. So, so the Bible is telling us here, we need to stop fighting against God and start serving God or else. <laughs> or else what? Well, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. When we have a proper perspective of God, we realize it, it would be nothing, nothing at all for the Lord to just wipe us out. I mean, you think about God spoke everything into existence, right? I mean, he just spoke, and here it was. Uh, when when the earth was corrupt beyond imagination, um, God you know prepared the flood, and He saved Noah and his family in the ark, and and God wiped out and started clean. When Sodom and Gomorrah got to the point where the Lord wasn't going to take it anymore, He just rained fire down on them. When when the Egyptians wouldn't let the Israelites go, He brought hailstones mingled with fire, and He brought frogs, and He turned their rivers to blood. And I mean, all these things that God just has the ability and the power to do. If he wanted to, he could just take any person that took his name in vain and just make them drop dead right there. If he wanted to, he could take every person that exalts himself against God and mocks God and mocks believers and, and promotes uh, worldliness and carnality and fleshly desires. He could just take them and just pop, drop dead right there. But God is long-suffering to usward, the Bible says. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's desire is that all men be saved. And that's where even here in this Old Testament warning in Psalm 2, we find this, this warning, this admonition, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling, kiss the son lest he be angry, and his wrath is kindled but a little. <clears throat> I'm sorry, and, and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. And then the last part of the passage Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So it's a warning, first and foremost, that 
this is where you are. This is the condition of the world. This is the condition of the leadership. This is this is what you're doing. You're you're trying to get away from God. You're trying to break away from God and from faith and from conviction of the Holy Spirit. And if you keep going down that path, you're going to be wiped out. You're going to be destroyed. Now, it may not happen in this life. It may happen at the judgment day. And at that point, it's too late. And so God says that this is the situation here. You are trying to get away from me. You are trying to uh, defeat me when you're supposed to be just serving me in love and in fear. And then because of that, the Bible says, blessed are they that put their trust in him. If you choose to serve Christ instead of yourself, if you choose to serve God instead of just this life and all our carnal and fleshly desires, the Bible says that you will be blessed. Now, I am not some name it and claim it, wealth and prosperity gospel preacher. I'm not saying you're going to be blessed with all the riches you could ever imagine. I'm not saying plant a seed of faith. I am saying that the life of a servant of God is the greatest life you could ever imagine. Amongst the persecution, amongst the trials and the temptations and the sorrows that come, we have something that nobody else on earth has. We have a true and living God We have a risen Savior, and we have access to the fruits of the Spirit. Some people have this idea, when I get saved, I'm just going to become all these things. I'm just going to get all these things. I'm going to have peace in my life. I'm going to have joy in my life. And and yes, the peace of God passes all understanding. And yes, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. All these things are absolutely true. But many of these promises from God are conditional promises. You get saved, it doesn't just happen. If we will continue in studying the Word of God, if we'll continue in prayer, if we'll continue in serving the Lord, it's it's doing these things that cause the rest. As Christians, this world is going to be just as hard as it is for anybody else. Death still happens. The penalties for sin still happens. Other people sinning and doing wrong and disobeying God is going to affect our lives and we're going to be hurt for it. But we have a comforter to lean upon. We have a God we can go to in prayer who will answer our prayers. We have a blessed peace that can come over us if we'll trust in the word of God. So in Psalm 2, we have the condition of our world today. We have people trying to rid themselves of God and we have the admonition, serve him instead of fighting him and you will be blessed. That's all for today, folks. God bless, and I hope you dive into the Word of God some more this afternoon.